Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is 9.08 now, and the Hall of Fame has introduced the 2024 modern, 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 I'll get it out, era semifinalist, and one of them is Jari Evans, who played guard for the Saints, so we'll have to see how that unfolds. Jeff Nowak joins us now, WWL Saints sideline reporter. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good, but now I'm suddenly concerned about chickens. I need I need more information. Yeah, on it was the, an accident that happened year, uh, hours ago uh, at the <laughs> I-59 line, but it's um all over anyway let's talk about um i was texting with kevin cassidy our general manager um during the game and i said he was gonna have to pay you overtime for the saint sideline injury reports that you were doing <laughs> it was crazy huh well i mean the last two weeks have been like that you know it's it's funny you try to you're on the sideline you try to follow the flow of the game right and then all of a sudden you look over, it's like, oh, the injury tense up again. I got to run back and see who's in there. And mm-hmm. it was just like, there was like, you know, a traffic jam going in and out of there. At one point, I think Eric McCoy was in there and then someone else was trying to get, I think Juwan Johnson maybe was trying to get in. It was like, oh no, well, how many? Like a barbershop. People were waiting to get yeah, in. And, uh, man, and, and it's, it, it's, you know, it's, there's a certain element of luck when it comes to injuries. I think the Saints were very lucky in mm-hmm. terms of the first nine weeks of the season. You really didn't have any major injuries that, you know, at least not if that affected starters. Uh, and then the last two weeks alone, you're talking about Mike Thomas, March, I guess three weeks with the bye, Mike Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, you know, you're looking at Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave. You know, their status is definitely in doubt going forward. And so that leaves you with a wide receiver room that suddenly looks like 2021, right? You're like, Marquez Callaway is on the practice squad. He might be your wide receiver one in that mm-hmm. matchup. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints went out and tried to tried to snatch Traquan Smith off the Broncos practice squad. That's how that's how desperate of a situation you're you're kind of looking at here from a wide receiver perspective. So yeah, I mean, this uh, the 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 Falcons game was so important because it would have given you some wiggle room the rest of the way in terms of you still control your own destiny, quote unquote, right now, but that's only the case if you win all your games and you're going to host the lions on Sunday. And I mean, I don't know what that offense is going to look like, but you know, Pete Carmichael's got a, got a heck of a task ahead of him to try to figure out a game plan when at best you don't know who's going to be out there. And at worst you are seriously depleted at, at the wide receiver position. I thought it was interesting what Alvin, Alvin Kamara had to say. Talk about that if you will. Yeah, so, you know, Alvin Alvin is a guy who doesn't talk a ton, but when right. he does talk, you listen mm-hmm. because he's always, you know, he's not a guy who's going to go out there and say, say platitudes, right? He's a guy who's going to tell you like it is, and, you know, what he said was, you know, he doesn't think this, this offense right now has an identity, and if it does have an identity, it's that they're consistently inconsistent. You know, it's he's tired of hearing people say, you know, we've got to be better, and he's like, wants to, he's like, no, how are we going to be better? What's the plan? for us to be better you know what are we going to do differently and uh, you know that's kind of where where he's coming from I think he said something along the lines of he's been you know he's been frustrated before this is probably the most frustrated he's been in his seven seasons and it's not really a surprise I mean it's the guy who came in the league in 2017 in the first four years of his career you know, you're talking about one of the most successful runs of 
all time in terms of regular season performances. I think the Saints led the NFL in wins over that span. And in the last three seasons, you know, you're looking at a 500 football team, give or take, and you've missed the playoffs in a close scenario three times in a row. And, you know, you're looking at it saying, okay, what's different this year? What do you, what, what has improved? And I think that's the frustrating part is you, you look around and you see weapons, you see talent, but you don't see the result. And so I think that's where the frustration is coming from with Alvin. Um, and, you know, it's, you, you got to win a couple games and then suddenly things will start to feel better. But it, it's just, you, you see the issues, you see this, the same issues crop up week after week after week. And then you hear, okay, we understand what the problems are. we got to fix them. But they don't seem to get fixed. You know, and the changes that you're talking about don't, you know, they're not tangible. You can't point to anything and say, well, that's different. I see what you're doing here. I see how you fix this. And I think that's where, you know, the frustration is creeping in from Alvin's perspective. So along those lines, I know what he said. He doesn't mm-hmm. speak often. But what do you think he was trying to say also that he didn't say, if you understand what I'm talking about cryptically here? Was he trying to get a message out to somebody? I mean, I think you're always trying to, you know, yeah, I don't think he was talking to the people in front of him. Mm-hmm. right? I don't think he was right. necessarily trying to send a message to the media members <laughs> standing around his locker. I, I mean, I think he, he Alvin's kind of just fed up of, you know, there's a lot of potential. And you will talk about the potential of this team and the talent of this team. And you got to go out and do it. And if you're not going out and do it, then you got to do it differently. Um, and, I, and I mean, I don't think, you know, you know, when you're when you're listening to Alvin, the, the the nice thing about listening to Alvin is you don't really have to interpret in any you know complex way. He's what he's telling you is the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I don't I don't know if there's any need to kind of read between the lines. What he's saying is, you know, things need to things need to happen. I guess what People I'm asking is, up. who who did he want to hear that message? The coordinator, fellow players, everybody. I think everybody. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it, it's, it's funny cause you look and you know, this is some, we don't get the, the messaging from DA is very consistent and, you know, he was asked, you know, why isn't there more of a sense of urgency? And what he'll tell you is there is a sense of urgency and it's inside the building. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of the whole like duck on the water situation where he's going to sit up there and he's going to be calm and he's going to speak in ways that might not display the, the the amount that's going on underneath the water right behind the scenes you know and i think that's what you're hoping is the case from from a perspective of watching these press conferences because you you watch them and you listen to the coaches and you listen to whatever and it's all sounds the same and you're like yeah but 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 things are going poorly but you've lost two games in a row and suddenly there's this now narrow margin for you to get to the playoffs when all you all it would have taken was you know a a good game and a win and suddenly you're in control. Um, but yeah, I think that's where you, yeah, you gotta just, I don't know. It's, I, it's I'm reading what you tweeted yesterday and he said, Oh no, Oh no, I'm a man. I ain't demoralized, but I'm frustrated. Everything I've done in my yeah. life and been through, nothing was handed to me. I've always had to work for it. Nothing was given. So I'm not expecting anybody to give me anything. I don't expect the other team to come out there and lay down just because we say we've got to be better. Or we say we've got to do this. We've got to work for it to me. He's talking to people that he doesn't think are working for it or are doing what they need to do to get better. Well, yeah, so that's an Alvin quote, right? And that's, uh, you know, he's, he was asked directly if, he, if that was a demoralizing loss. And so that's what he's responding to. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, I think that there is kind of a demarcation on this roster between people who were there from 2017 to 2020 mm-hmm. and people who were not. And I think that there is, when you have a run like the Saints have had over the past three seasons and your idea is, no, we are extending a winning culture. Well, there's a lot of players on this team that don't haven't never experienced that winning culture. 
right? That weren't here for the for the twelve and twelve and four seasons, or the, you know, the thirteen and three seasons in the playoff runs. They only know, man, this is frustrating. This is not going well. This, you know, season or, after season, or might of, think what they're the doing office, is enough. Right. Yeah, well, right, and it takes a, I think it takes a little more than maybe what you're seeing right now from from some players. And if he is trying to send a message, he'll, he'll know who he's talking to more so than anyone else because he's there kind of seeing everybody. He knows what everyone's doing. Uh, what he also said is, you know, he doesn't think that this locker room, you know, he had asked about the whole losing the locker room thing, and he doesn't see that, um, you know, and uh, I think uh, he, he's, Dalvin's not a player who who's even capable of going up there and lying. I, I, it's just like mm-hmm. you kind of. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. One of the reasons that he's he's a very good interview is because you, you know, he's not telling you what you want to hear. He's not telling the company line. He's just going to tell you the truth. And so I believe him when he says that. Um, but, you know, this is they're in a situation now. They're in a very precarious part of this season. And if you know, you've kind of reached the, the point, it's like either you turn things around and you, and you get on the run and you get things pointed in the right direction, or you don't. It's sink or swim, final six games. And, you know, I think it's going to determine a lot in terms of, you know, what your trajectory is, what your decision-making is going forward. Um, and, and I don't and, want to spend all our time talking about Alvin Kamara, Jeff, but one thing that mm-hmm. stuck in my mind was that, you know, this guy's in the seventh year of his career, and he knows the clock's ticking, right? Yeah, I think that's part of it. You know, and there's a lot of guys like that, right? There's a lot of guys who, you know, he's, you know, the running back position is is a little more urgent just because the careers don't last that long at the running back position. And we've talked extensively in terms of, you know, running backs aren't getting paid. Why does, why does no one like running backs? Uh, so, yeah, for him, you know, he's 28. But, the, you know, if you're a quarterback, that'd be more like being 38, right? right? Where, where there's a sense of urgency. And, you know, but that's true for a lot of guys. Demario, who knows how many years he has left? Cam. Right, you and, know, and, Aaron Matthews. and that's the other thought I had. We all knew there was going to come a day where there would be no Drew Brees. Well, guess what? There's going to come a day where there's no more uh, Tyra, um, uh, Alvin Kamara as well, and that's yeah. why you got to capitalize on what you have. Uh, J- Jason Pierre-Paul got plucked off the practice squad. Take me through what happened there. Yeah, so that's kind of a situation. You know, we saw this last year with Latavius Murray, um, where you know he had a really good game in London. And then he came back, and, and the Bills, I think he signed with the Ravens. I, I can't recall. but it's, Ravens, yes. You know, when you're four. on the practice squad, when you're on the practice squad and you, and you, you know, there's a team that comes and says, hey, we want to sign you to the active roster, you know, they get to decide where they want to go, right? And so the Dolphins are in a situation where they lost Jalen Phillips, one of their outside linebackers for the season. Jason Pierre-Paul's a Miami guy. You know, we don't know if that's why he chose 
the Dolphins. I, we don't know if the Saints necessarily tried to sign him to the active roster, but you know he's always been. He grew up in the Miami area, so he he went to sign with the Bucks for a reason, right? Like he's a Florida guy, so it makes sense that that's that's a destination that would be appealing to him. And yeah, so you can't really, you know, there was a point during COVID that you could protect practice squad players. You can't do that anymore. So, you know, if the Dolphins call him up and say, hey, we want to sign you to the active roster. And he says, hey, this is where I want to be. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, And that was the case with Latavius last year where the Saints, you know, they offered him a contract, but he saw a better opportunity uh, over in in Baltimore, I believe, where, you know, they had lost their starting running back. And so he went and took it. So that's kind of where you're at. It's frustrating that it happened this week because you're looking at Cam Jordan. You're saying he's dealing with an ankle injury. Isaiah Foskey has been out. He might be able to get back this week, but it'll you know you're unsure at best. And so your depth is a real question mark. Peyton Turner looks like he's getting closer to coming back from IR, but you know he, he still hasn't returned to practice. He did travel with the team to Atlanta, so that's a good sign. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see his practice window open up maybe this week or next week. But yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a name or two brought in uh, one way or the other. And, and it's the it's the um, uh, NFL. So on any given Sunday, right? But you got a Lions team that's coming off of an embarrassing loss to Green Bay on national television on Thanksgiving. They they got their work cut out for them. Yeah, well, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it like, oh, they're going to get arrested angry Lions team that, that yeah, and Dan Campbell's going to have them biting kneecaps off or whatever. Uh, but you could also look at it like, man, this is a Lions team that is playing its worst football of the season right now, and so maybe you're catching them at the right time. Like, they, they lost to the Packers on, on Thanksgiving on national television, but they also almost, you know, that, that Bears team that the Saints, uh, you know, everyone was mad they only beat by, by a touchdown. Well, beat the, the Lions should have lost to the Bears. I mean, yeah. they were down by two scores in the second half, and they made an incredible comeback, and they won. But this is not a Lions team that's playing particularly well right now. So, you know, if you're if you're on the if you're trying to look at this glass half full, you know, that's how you would approach it, and you would say, okay, maybe we can catch them. And I do think that the Saints, you know, in terms of okay, what do the Saints struggle against? Containing mobile quarterbacks, right? Guys who want to run around and extend plays. Jared Goff ain't that. So in terms of a quarterback matchup that you might be able to sink your teeth into, I think this is this is where they will that they want to be. Um, so it's just a matter of taking advantage of that and, and getting – I'm more worried about the offense at the end of the day and how you how you move the ball. Maybe Jimmy Graham finally gets some action. Yeah, what's the deal know. with him? Somebody was texting about him. And the other question I want to get in here before we run out of time is, yeah. well, if the Lions are angry, the Saints should be angry as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, when, But that was the case going into this week, right? You need to see some life. You have three home games in a row. You know, maybe, you know, if if you're going to turn the season around, it's got to start this week, right? If you're going to kind of get this thing going in any any direction that makes people excited about, you know, the prospect of the final few games of the season. And you got that rematch with Atlanta in week 18 that should, I mean, realistically, it's, you know, it should all come down to that if you could get get to handle your business in front. But Jimmy Graham, he's healthy. He's around. You know, I'm seeing him in a locker room. Um, I think it's kind of just a situation where, you know, you have two healthy tight ends and Taysom Hill, so there's just not a ton of work for him. But, you know, this week maybe yeah, you, you lean into that a little bit because, you know, you're, you're depleted. You don't have many other options. And so if you're not going to try to get him involved this week, I don't know when you would. One catch, um, one touchdown, six yards. That's it this season. Yeah. You, you could look at it like that or you could say, hey, 100% success rate in the red zone. There you go. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your time and your work. You know that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Tommy. Have a good Thanks day. All right, Jeff Nowak. You can follow him at Jeff Nowak on Twitter. 
Uh, we'll take a break, come back, talk to Judy Ho, clinical forensic neuropsychologist, talk about some ways to step self I'll get it out, to stop sabotaging yourself and to cut out negative thinking. Glad you're with us back in a flash. WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 